0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the through-the-Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. After being with the Lord on Mount Sinai for 40 days, Moses comes down to find the people dancing before a golden calf, and he is not happy about it. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 32 on Simply the Bible.
0: Moses had been on top of Mount Sinai for 40 days, receiving the law of God and instructions for building the tabernacle where the Lord would be worshipped. Meanwhile, back in the valley, the people grew impatient and asked Aaron to make them a god to go before them. For they didn't know what happened to Moses. Aaron told them to give him the gold from their earrings, which he melted down. Then he used an engraving tool and molded a calf. The people declared, this is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. Aaron used the occasion to proclaim a feast to the Lord. After presenting offerings and eating and drinking, the people rose up to play. The Lord told Moses what was going on below and was ready to destroy the people. But Moses interceded and turned the Lord's wrath away. Then he went down the mountain, carrying the two stone tablets written with the finger of God. We pick it up in Exodus chapter 32, verse 19. So it was as soon as he came near the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing. So Moses' anger became hot, and he cast the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. Then he took the calf which they had made, burned it in the fire, and ground it to powder. And he scattered it on the water and made the children of Israel drink it. And Moses said to Aaron, What did this people do to you that you have brought so great a sin upon them? Moses was justifiably angry for the people had violated their covenant with the Lord by breaking the first two of the Ten Commandments. He threw the stone tablets down and broke them to signify that they had broken the covenant. Then he melted the golden calf, ground it into powder, put it on the water, and then made the people drink it. This was to prove that it was no God at all and to punish them for their grievous sin. The gold they had worshipped would now be completely eliminated. Before meeting with the Lord, Moses had left his older brother Aaron in charge, so he holds him accountable for what happened. Probably Moses figured that they had threatened his life in some way. Why else would he do this? Verse 22, So Aaron said, Do not let the anger of my Lord become hot. You know the people, that they are set on evil. For they said to me, Make us gods that shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And I said to them, Whoever has any gold, let them break it off. So they gave it to me. And I cast it into the fire, and this calf came out. Rather than confessing his sin, Aaron makes excuses and blames others. He blames the people because they were set on evil. He blames Moses because he delayed. He blames even the gold for coming out of the fire as a calf. Now that was an outright lie, for Aaron had used an engraving tool to fashion the gold. Now when Moses saw that the people were unrestrained, for Aaron had not restrained them to their shame among their enemies, Then Moses stood in the entrance of the camp and said, Whoever is on the Lord's side, come to me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together to him. And he said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Let every man put his sword on his side and go in and out from entrance to entrance throughout the camp. And let every man kill his brother, every man his companion, every man his neighbor. So the sons of Levi did according to the word of Moses and about 3,000 men of the people fell that day. Then Moses said, Consecrate yourselves today to the Lord that he may bestow on you a blessing this day for every man has opposed his son and his brother. The people were unrestrained to their shame. The Hebrew word for unrestrained can also be translated naked. Their immoral actions had made them a laughingstock to their enemies. So Moses drew a line in the sand, as it were, to divide those who were with the Lord from those who were idolaters. The Levites gathered themselves to Moses Moses told each man to gird himself with his sword and go throughout the camp executing the judgment of God by putting to death the idolaters. They were to show no partiality. You see, a deadly cancer had formed in the body and radical surgery was required to keep the nation alive. Moses knew that if he didn't destroy the cancer, then God would destroy the nation. The Levites did as they were told, and 3,000 men fell that day. Considering that there were about 600,000 fighting men, this was only one half of 1%. But had they not executed the judgment of God in a timely manner, the ultimate cost to the nation would have been much, much greater. Because the Levites did this, they were consecrated to the Lord. Literally, the word means their hands were full with the work of the Lord. This is how the tribe of Levi became the priestly tribe, for they feared God more than their family, friends, and neighbors. Now, God doesn't call us to literally slay others for Christ. However, he does call us to use the sword of his word. Jesus said in Matthew 10.34, Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. You see, the Lord expects our loyalty to him to be stronger than our family ties. And sometimes believing in the word of God will set us apart from our family or friends who don't believe or who are not willing to obey God's word. The Bible tells us to speak the truth in love. And our weapon against evil is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This may not be always easy to use, but our willingness to use it sets us apart as true followers of Jesus Christ. Verse 30. Now it came to pass on the next day that Moses said to the people, you have committed a great sin. So now I will go up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. Then Moses returned to the Lord and said, Oh, these people have committed a great sin and have made for themselves a God of gold. Yet now, if you will forgive their sin, but if not, I pray, blot me out of your book, which you have written. Moses realized that there was more work for him to do in intercession. Moses had succeeded in holding back the hand of the Lord from destroying his people, But he knew that there was more intercessory work to be done before the Lord would forgive them and reconcile them back to himself. The word atonement in the Old Testament means covering. It covered sins until the better sacrifice of Jesus would come to put away sins. Moses specifically confessed their sin before the Lord. Oh, these people have committed a great sin and have made for themselves a God of gold. The Bible tells us in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, we commit our sins one by one. And we should confess them, that is to agree with God about them, one by one. But when we specifically confess each one, then we can also specifically receive God's forgiveness for each one. Once we have honestly and specifically confessed our sins, then we must not go on bearing a burden of guilt, for God is faithful and just to forgive us completely." Now, in verse 32, Moses utters an amazing prayer. Yet now, if you will forgive their sin, but if not, I pray, blot me out of your book, which you have written. There is a hyphen between if you will forgive their sin and but if not. The indication is that there was a lapse of time in which God did not answer. So Moses went on with his prayer. If not, in other words, if you won't forgive their sin, I pray, blot me out of your book which you have written. Moses had such a great heart for his people that he could wish himself accursed if God was unwilling to spare and forgive them. The apostle Paul would echo this sentiment in Romans nine three. He said, "'For my people, my Jewish brothers and sisters,' I would be willing to be forever cursed, cut off from Christ, if that would save them. That is amazing love and an amazing heart for one's people. Moses had it, Paul had it, to the point that they were willing that they could be accursed if only their own people could be saved. I must admit that I don't have that kind of love that I would wish myself forever accursed for the sake of others. I pray that God would give me a greater heart for the lost. Certainly, I desire to have his compassion and that that compassion would drive me on into intercession. If nothing else, we see that Moses' heart for intercession was the deciding factor in turning God's wrath away from his people and saving them and reconciling them to himself. Intercession is extremely important. Then the Lord said to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. Now therefore go lead the people to the place of which I have spoken to you. Behold, my angel shall go before you. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit for punishment, I will visit punishment upon them for their sin. God would forgive them, but his justice did demand some type of retribution. So the Lord plagued the people because of what they did with the calf which Aaron made. Moses was truly an amazing leader. A man who at first didn't want anything to do with delivering the children of Israel, but came to the point of wishing himself to be blotted out of God's book in order that they might be forgiven and saved. May God give to us such a heart of compassion for people. Not that we would wish ourselves accursed, but that we would be willing to lay our lives down as Jesus laid down his life for us.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. Also, to listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. We'd really love to hear from you. You can also text WELCOME to 208-314-3377. That's 208-314-3377. Tomorrow we'll see that the Lord tells the people to go up to Egypt, but he won't go with them lest he destroy them. The people mourn while Moses continues to meet with God. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Exodus on Simply the Bible.